Hello, my name is Declan Deneen, welcome to Checkpoints. This is a show about video games, the people who play them and the people who make them. Each episode of Guest on the show talks about the games that have shaped their life in one way or another, games that have inspired them, games that have forged connections, and games that have soothed wounds. My guest on today's episode is Marty Barami. Uh, Marty made a, an amazing game last year called Engare, which is a, a kind of puzzle geometry game, uh, very reminiscent of, of Spirograph, uh, if anyone ever had that when they were a kid. Uh, and it's just as satisfying and, and soothing uh, to play. It's, it's a wonderful game. Uh, and Marty is, is an amazing guest, you know. I mean, one of the kind of amazing things about doing this show is getting to pe- talk to people from all over the world and kind of discovering for the first time what it was like uh, for kids playing games growing up in other countries you know which for in some cases can be like wildly different um in marty's case it's not as different as you might expect uh, which is kind of one of the interesting parts of the chat uh, although in other aspects you know his culture has been massively different which i think generally like will inform the type of games that you make which is why you get something as uh, unique and interesting as uh, ingari uh, it's, it's an excellent chat. So I think you'll I think you'll really uh, really enjoy it. He's a he's a good a good talk. Um, as some of you may know, unless you skip the intro or don't follow me on Twitter, which you should at Checkpoint Show on Twitter, um, I wrote uh, a radio play and it was broadcast last week on BBC Radio Four. You can still listen. You can see it's still available until the end of the month. It's called Finding Love at the End of the World. Um, it feels weird uh, plugging it here, but you know why not? I have a forum. Uh, and it's really good. I'm very proud of it. I was very, you know, incredibly lucky to work with some uh, amazing people. Uh, and it's a really like I've been thrilled with the reception. Uh, so please do seek out and have a listen if you if you fancy uh, a rom com tinged with Armageddon. Um, as always, if you'd like to get in touch with the show, uh, please do. It's checkpointspodcast at gmail.com or it's at checkpointshow on Twitter or it's checkpointspodcast on Facebook. It's very important to have consistent branding. Um, I'm going to put in another uh, cheap plug for for myself now here, uh, and this is like this is super niche. Like unless you're in Glasgow or Edinburgh, uh, this is this is pointless. But if if you are in Glasgow or Edinburgh uh, this week on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, I'll be doing a show in Glasgow on Tuesday and a show in Edinburgh on Wednesday. Um, I'm doing a short little magic set as part of uh, the Sonnet Youth kind of poetry uh, night uh, on both nights. Be I'll be alongside a bunch of like amazing people. Um, and I'm I'm no poet, but like all good magicians, I will cover that up with uh, bare-faced lies and probably some fire. Uh, so if you're in the area, you fancy coming along to a brilliant night, uh, please do. Um, I'm part of it, but don't let that put you off. Um, okay, I think I think that'll do for for an intro. I hope you're all well. I I I'm not bad. I'm okay. Um, bit a bit tired, but you know, we're all busy. Everyone's busy these days. Um, okay, I'll be back next week, as always, with a new guest and a new show. But until then, let's get on with the show. Let's uh, let's get into it then. So, uh, Marty, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for, for coming on. I'm very excited to talk. Uh, if you don't mind, would you introduce yourself? Yes, uh, I am uh, Mahdi. Uh, 
I'm from Iran. I'm currently living in Iran. I make video games, like really small video games. And yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that may be it, but just even, even if it, I mean, I know for a fact that that isn't just it, but even if that was just it, that's just that, that, that there's so many questions and, and unexplored areas. <laughs> it's, it's one of my favorite things about doing this show is I get to not just speak to sort of people mm-hmm. that I've grown up in, I've, I've loved their games, but it's, it's one of the things I wasn't expecting when I first started is how much I enjoy speaking to people who've grown up in, in different countries around the world because they're kind of relationship with games is always just so completely different to to my own um and particularly with iran you know it's such an interesting country with such a rich history and it's kind of obviously has like all sorts of modern connotations with the the way the world is at the moment um i'm just i'm I'm so excited to talk to you about it so um good good well let's let's go back to the beginning then so i mean i know you're you're still very young but just for for the sake of 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 ceremony and this is how we always open the show uh mardi what was the very first game you ever played Um, for me i think it was uh it was uh, a game called black man i'm not sure if people in europe they know about it it's it's a very it, it was a game on uh, on DOS, uh, so and it was a puzzle platformer game. I, I really loved it, and I, I I think I I played it when I was like five years old or something on my dad's computer. And it was wait, it was called Black Man. That seems I, I, <laughs> it, it's not not a Black Man, but Black Man B L O C K. Okay, yeah. <laughs> excuse. <laughs> oh, that, that I was going to say, like, I, I imagine that probably had a different translation if it was released elsewhere <laughs> in the world. But no, Black Man, cool. That's that, that sounds totally good. Yeah, so, but we called it uh, B Man. So yeah, that's okay. But, but, yeah, but at the same time, there was this other game called uh, Prince of Persia on that. Oh, of course. Which was also like they, they were on these two games were the only games on my dad's computer. So yeah, that was what my me and my brother used to play when we were like around less than ten years old. And I'm curious, like, was that? Um, I'm always curious about the relationship between parents and children with games. Like, did your did your dad or your mom or anyone in the family play games? Like you said, they were on your dad's laptop, so presumably he would have tried them at some point, or was this just for you and your brother? So so I'm not sure if my dad installed those games on his computer. I think back in those days, these games were on the computer when he got the computer. Because my dad used to be a programmer, and he, he didn't really... Like he was more interested in doing programming than playing games, or and I I don't think even in his free time he would play games. But uh, my mom, she's uh, she she plays a lot of games even today. Like, but games like with really um, not really driven games, but more like Tetris or uh, you know these kind of games. Yeah, yeah like puzzle like, games. Mechanic, yeah. <laughs> is she uh, is she a fan of of your game of of Angari? Mm, yeah, of course I have shown uh, my games to her, but uh, it's not like my mom plays the game all the day. It was like just I showed it to her and she liked it, but uh, yeah, still she's like more interested in uh, Tetris or other <laughs> games like that. And, and I can imagine even for me, like. 
uh, Angaria is not a game that I would play like every day. It's like only like maybe one hour of gameplay and then it, that's it. There is no point in playing like 10 times or... You know. Oh, come on. You, 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 need, you need to sell it more. Um, and like also, I don't think that's true because there's the kind of the, the, the creation tool that has that same... I'm sure you've heard this a million times and I, I know people have written about it, this kind of um, meditative aspect of it, you know, this sort of spirograph of it, of placing a point on an object and then just watching this image and pattern emerge out of it it's uh, like it's it's very relaxing it kind of hits those same kind of um relaxation points that i used to get with like coloring in and stuff you know you just kind of it's a very kind of zone state but a very placid zone state you know to hear this yeah for me it was uh, when i was creating the game i was not really trying to design difficult puzzles but more like something that is like even if it's an easy puzzle that's fine with me. I, I would put it in the game as far as it's interesting and uh, like beautiful to see that that was fine with me. So I never tried to design difficult puzzles for Angara. Maybe if I had done it, I could make a longer game. Like I could make a game that lasts like three or four hours to play. But uh, for me, that was not the point Like to, to make a a game as a very long game that takes hours to finish yeah exactly um well how did your kind of how did your relationship with games change then as you as you got older like what was the i know that in recent years certainly there's been a lot of sanctions that prevented games and it affected you personally but just in the past like was there um were there game systems around like was it a common thing that people all play games did you like bond with friends in school over video games and stuff yeah i think uh, probably games like these video games is one of the few entertainment things that we had that that was like very similar to people outside iran so you know for music I, it's not like i i'm sure that your whole experience of music or movies is very different from what I had because we only, like, at least for me, it was like uh, until I was 16 or 17 years old, the only music that I had what, that I had heard was like Persian music. I, I, I didn't know exactly about uh, Michael Jackson or Beatles or other like, uh, musicians outside Iran but for games it was the only thing that you know it was like we were playing this almost the same games maybe we were a bit um, like it took a bit longer time to um, maybe like when FIFA was out like first FIFA like FIFA 95 maybe uh, we, we got like two years later than people in Europe or in the US but still it was uh, very similar games to because back in those times we, we we didn't make our own games and even nowadays that we make our own games we are still like playing a lot of uh, games from outside iran absolutely yeah i mean I, I still think that's kind of still true i mean it's you can not that my show is any any barometer of the world of video games at large but just in general most people i've spoken to have been from either the uk or america or but there's been more and more now from like Australia and 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 Russia and China and Korea and stuff. So there is a kind of broadening world in India as well. It was an interesting one. Um, yes. But it's just it's just it's ever so sort of 
I think because the, the the sort of UK and US certainly kind of dominated the the culture in a way that's still only just now starting to open out. Or maybe not. Maybe this is just me because I'm only just starting to you know realize all the the broader nature of it all. You know. Yeah, but but I think that's true. Yeah, I, I think we we wouldn't just go to a store and buy some uh, music cassettes from outside Iran, like some uh, for because the language was also different. So we wouldn't really connect to the music, even if we we had the access to that. But but and our TV or radio, they never played foreign music. But for games, it was like the, the only games that we had access to were foreign games. There was no domestic, like there was no native right, games. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so that was the only choice that we had, and uh, yeah, and government was not very strict about games. Like they, they didn't try to uh, like remove all the games from outside Iran, or we didn't have anything like that because for government, it's. Just games, like you know, they don't care. Yeah, about they're for kids. Who cares? They're not going to say anything. <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> so, so was that something that kind of formed a big part of your your youth growing up? Like, were, were games a big part of your life? Like, are there any other any games that stand out for you as as you were growing up? Yeah, I think uh, it was, but I I never thought of myself as like a hardcore gamer or someone. Like, I would play games with my brother a lot of the time it was like my brother he's like three years older than me and back then back when we were young it was like um, he would play like some games and i would sit next to him watch him play the games and of course there were games that i would also play like fifa or other games but uh, like i remember when he was playing resident even I, I didn't want to really play the game, but it was really <laughs> nice to sit there and, you know, we, we, we would turn off the lights and play the game. And it was really scary, like just to see all the reactions and everything. So it was interesting. But uh, yeah, I don't think, but of course, I then, uh, like when I was uh, 15 or 14, I really decided to start making games, but it was never like, Oh, I was a hardcore gamer, and then I decided. I think the reason I started making games was more like I learned programming in uh, in a school, and then I was like, I want to use this uh, skill to do something. And games were interesting because you have all these different type of games, and like if if I like any, let's say if if I like mathematics, I can make games about mathematics, and that's exciting. So, yeah, that, that was kind of, and then uh, when I was like 19, I decided to actually move to the Netherlands and study video games, making video games, which was also a big part of like what, uh, like uh, a big part of my life happened there. Like yeah. Yeah, a lot of things happened there and then, you know, it's a long story, so I would, I would stop here. No, no, no. We're, we're going to go through the whole thing. We're going to go through the whole <laughs> thing. This is the whole point of the show. This is the whole point of the show. Um, that, that, that seems like a, quite a bold step, though, at quite a young age. Like the, Because for a lot of people, I think, you know, growing up, certainly, and certainly people I've spoken to on the show, there, there was that kind of games were almost like a, 
a kind of sealed box like people didn't really understand how mm-hmm. like that, that they were even people behind the making of them so was that just because you were particularly interested in programming or like did your dad kind of help you with that like yeah at such a young because, age to sort of decide oh i'm going to make games that seems quite bold like was there maybe the internet and stuff like maybe there was a, a broader understanding that you had because you're you're much younger than i am yeah for for me it was like because uh, when i was like six or seven years old my dad was so excited to teach us how to do programming and even he because he, he was like doing programming in assembly which is a really difficult language language to do programming it's like very similar to to computers language but but now we have language that are more like humans language so we, it's like we tell computers to do what we want but back then it was more like oh put zero there and then ask this guy to i don't know it was really <laughs> I, I, it sounds very difficult and he was doing that so but he tried to really teach us programming and for me that was kind of interesting and then but uh, yeah so then i continued doing that and in in a school we had this uh, in middle school we had this the competitions for making uh, mathematical applications like which is to me it sounds very strange like back then like there were not a lot of schools doing that yeah but our school somehow decided to have this festival for making mathematical applications. Even today, you don't hear that a lot in a lot of middle schools. But yeah. back then, that which was, and then I really tried to make something for them, and I, I won the competition somehow. And so that was like that was the beginning of how I decided. I was like, okay, maybe maybe I have some talent in this, or maybe yeah. I am not. Yeah, maybe I'm good at this, so I should maybe be more serious about it or do more stuff. Did you like what did your what did your dad think about you kind of using these skills that he was so keen to pass on, like for for games? Did he feel like that was valid, or you know, how does he how does he feel about that? So um, I, uh, for, for 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 him, uh, of course, uh, he was so excited every time I. I that something like I won something. He was so excited to hear that because for him, it was also interesting to to hear that his son is maybe like winning some um, programming competitions. Yeah. But uh, but uh, later it became like I was spending a lot of my time on computers. So he was a bit um, worried that I'm not uh, like doing my uh, school stuff. Uh, like because uh, we had uh, in Iran there uh, when you are like 18 you have this really mm, big exam like I don't, I don't I don't know if I can call it a big exam like it's it's a, a national exam that everyone has to uh, participate and everyone uh, then they will be selected to go to universities so everyone like for two or three years they study so hard to to prepare for this exam uh, and I was not really studying for that because I was so excited about uh, making games yeah. making software that I was not studying like 
properly for my for this exam. So th- at some point he was worried that uh, this this will like this is not good for me. Maybe I should study more. But after a few years, when uh, things became a bit better, like I could prove that uh, maybe spending time like learning this stuff and making games is. Uh, more like has more value than like studying for an exam and going to of course I went to a university but uh, like uh, that I already knew what I wanted to know and you know that uh, it's not so important to to go to the best university in Iran absolutely yeah you've already got a plan you know you know what you want to do yeah exactly I knew what I wanted to do and what like were there any games that stand out that that you you remember being particularly inspirational or, or, or you know the the kind of feeling that games can evoke like were you trying to recreate any of those feelings you know but what were your yes. inspirations so so up until I was like fifteen or sixteen, I was just playing uh, normal I, I call them normal games like games that everyone know about like I know exactly FIFA. what you mean yeah. Yeah, like FIFA or other uh, like triple A games, and uh, but when, when uh, like around sixteen, when I was sixteen years old, I learned about these indie games. Like it was, I think, about ten years ago. I heard about uh, World of Goo or Braid or uh, this little. Uh, th- these are the more famous ones, but also some other ones. One of them was called like every day the same dream it's a very short game like uh, indie game uh, made by a guy from italy who i think he's a professor somewhere i don't exactly remember his name but then all these games showed me that okay we, we these are more maybe more interesting for me than fifa or others like it they are like yeah they, they have something that is like art and was really interesting for me so was that the kind of um, route you're going down? Like, I mean, I, I suppose it would be, but I'm, I guess I'm interested in, like, as you said, there weren't really uh, companies in Iran. There weren't really people making games. Like, was that, did you meet other people who were interested in games in the same way you were? Because, I mean, because of the success of, of Vengari and things, you're very much like... Uh, for someone so young as well, I imagine this is quite a responsibility. You're like the poster child for for games in Iran, but there must be a lot of other people like that you've come to know, or, or maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> Back then, there were companies making games, but they were so focused on the technical part of making games, like doing, uh, the, make having their own game engine or. Uh, 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 like doing uh, art uh, as uh, good as like games outside Iran, but they were not really focusing on the design part of games. So most of these games, which uh, I, I think they were really good, like they, they, all these companies were really small, like they had like maybe seven employees or eight, but still they were creating really, really uh, high quality games but still I felt like the design was not was like they were really trying to copy the design of other games like yeah. we had this thing called Gershas which is no I think it's on Steam also but no I, I'm not sure if anyone knows about it but this game was like uh, they really tried to 
make the Iranian version of God of War. And, and then uh, I, I was like, why do you spend all this time and all this talent on something that is that is a worse version of another <laughs> game? Like, uh, because everyone would still rather play God of War and yeah. not a copy of God of War. So that was something that I was like, oh, but I want to focus more on design and see what are these interesting ideas about game design. And that's where I found like, these games like Braid, uh, World of Goo, or other uh, other interesting games that had some new idea in design. And like, I guess I'm quite interested in that, like how, because you had said you, know, you grew up playing kind of normal games, like how did you recognize them as being kind of new and different, if you know what I mean? Like, had you... Do you feel like you played enough games before that that you're like, oh, no, this is something really interesting? Or was it just the way you would read about them, you know, the way they were presented? Because I think a part of it was that uh, the, the games that I had played before, like those normal ones, were like all, uh, most of them were based on how good you are at pressing the right button button at the right time so yeah. it's like you press yeah so so let's say fifa it was all about like have improving your skills but more like uh, understanding the rules of the game and then uh, becoming better and better but there was no meaningful uh, decision or there was nothing like um, uh, yeah I, I i didn't thought like uh, when I'm playing FIFA or let's say Call of Duty, I, I'm I'm making a meaningful decision. It was all like, okay, these these things you have to kill this guy, you have to do this, and then you next you do this. But these games that I found, they were like more serious in a way that uh, they were not uh, they were not treating me like a kid. I, it was yeah. not like press this button, but more like showing me this interesting universe that uh, that was inspiring and it like let's say braid was never about uh, oh uh, how fast are you at pressing a at like 100 times in one minute or something like that yeah, it was yeah, more yeah. Like, you, you just had to understand the idea that the designer was uh, showing to us and so so you know you take you clearly focused on this idea of you wanted to make games and you took a, a relatively bold step and you went to university in in Holland as you said you went to Amsterdam like was that quite a a big decision like did that take a lot of kind of courage on your behalf or was it just like oh that's fine that seems like a nice place to go I'll go there like I'm not sure how how big of a deal you felt that was in your life for for me it was uh I think for me it was uh, like it was obvious that I have to do this. Not not that I have to go to Holland. And it was obvious for me that okay, at this point I have to move uh, somewhere uh, because in Iran there was no like there were not a lot of uh, universities teaching game design or game programming. So for me it was obvious that I have to go somewhere else and study games uh, and. Uh, I just wanted to hang out with people who are also interested in these ideas that I am. So, but for my first, I, I was trying to 
go to the US and study in like some universities in the US because I know there there are like two at least two good universities who who have some really good uh, teachers there uh, t- teaching about game design or game programming but uh, but then uh, it was uh, very expensive like uh, as a foreign student you have to pay a lot in the in the US so then I, I didn't go there and then there was this in Europe I tried to find some universities and somehow I found a university in Holland which was also teaching in English so that yeah it was very random like a friend of mine on on Facebook told me that there is this university in Holland that they teach in English and then I applied there and I went there like it was I didn't even apply anywhere else like I didn't send my documents to any other university because for me it was like okay this is this sounds the right place because they are not very expensive and then I went there and I studied uh, game design. Uh, first, when I went there, I went there to study game design. But after like one month, I was like, uh, maybe this is not the right place because because game design it's it's such a I think a strange topic. We don't it's we, we don't we still don't know what is the right game design or what is we are still everyone in the game industry is still learning i think how to design games yeah so i didn't after one month i i realized that maybe it's not a good idea to stay there for like four years to study game design and then because what i felt was that i don't want to look like um I, I hope it doesn't sound like I'm very arrogant or anything, but but it was like the I thought like even the teachers were not probably were not really good game designers. They they were lost. <laughs> so how how can I like? And for me, it was like I have to spend a lot of money. Well, like exactly. To, yeah. Yeah. So so it was not like if I was maybe a Dutch student, I would stay and you know whatever you know you just learn or I don't know but for me it was like if I want to spend all this money to live here I want to at least pay for something that I'm sure that it's it's correct it's yeah, it's yeah. exact so I changed my so instead of learning uh, studying game design I start I changed it to game programming and in game programming it's more clear like you know that this this is the right like it's more clear that uh, what you have to do and what is good or like what yeah, is the right it's, it's less subjective you know it's like yeah, here's exactly. exactly how you do this as opposed to this is a good idea for a design it's like, is it though like maybe yeah, exactly. maybe it's not like, yes exactly like i remember talking about j- j- jetpacks or something like at the uh, in our uh, like design class and i was like i'm not sure if talking about or I don't know some random ideas in games is exactly what I'm I, what I want to uh, spend four years of my life and it's so probably I, good I, good fun and you know you'll probably get something out of it but it's not really tangible yeah, exactly. especially if you're spending yeah, that much exactly. money on it you know yeah exactly and for my situation maybe it was also like in my situation because it was like I. I, I could. I, I wanted something to be more confident about what I yeah. was doing, and then it was helpful because I, uh, w- when I learned uh, game programming, like 
I could also at the same time make online games and also learn about game design because I think the best way to actually learn about game design is when you work on a game and then you make mistakes and you learn more and then you know what is wrong. What is it, it, it makes more sense when you actually make a game, I think. To, to, yeah. And what, what about just kind of um, like culturally and socially, like moving to, to Holland, like how... How was that? Like, did you, was like, you know, you said you were looking forward to sort of being with more people doing the same sort of thing as you. Like, did you find that you kind of made friendships through games? Were you exposed to any different kind of games like that you hadn't played before? Yes, of course. Like for me, it was like really a strange experience because, uh, um, like, the the first thing is that uh, in Europe it was like. Uh, uh, that was the first time I tried like alcoholic beverage or like <laughs> beer. <laughs> so, and for me, it was like first I couldn't even really, I didn't really like wine or beer or all these like alcoholic drinks. But uh, after a few years, I started to like it. And then also, like, so, so for, for me, it was really different because. Uh, in like everywhere you go in the Netherlands, if you want to hang out with people, they are everyone is almost everyone is drinking like something. And then uh, so for me at the beginning it was a bit difficult because I I was not drinking any any of that. And then it's I think it was a bit difficult to really connect to people when, yeah, yeah, when yeah. they're drinking and then you are not. So then after like after some time I started to like drinking like beer and then it started like I, I started to be more fun I, I think and then uh, but but also I, I of course I met a lot of interesting people there who like one of them really helped me to I don't know I, I think I, uh, we, we worked together on some school projects but it was really interesting to see his ideas and it was like really helpful for me to to have a better vision about what what he, what I think is a good video game and what I think is interesting to to spend time on and what I think is like wasting my time like just yeah I, I think that was really helpful for me uh, to, uh, these friendships uh, helped me to uh, have a better vision about video games and and what about kind of um like you'd mentioned stuff like earlier about like not hearing like the beatles and my like i that really sticks out in my head as to like i want to know what the the first time you'd heard that you know whether you liked them or not you know like i i don't know because you know, things like that they they're such kind of cultural milestones for so many people and, and like to not have access to that until uh, later on in life like what was yeah, that experience yeah. like Exactly. And then later on, when you hear about those, I still like, I'm not, uh, you know, because when you grow up with something, it's, I don't know, it, it's, because after like 18 years, if you hear about Beatles, it's not going to be like, oh, why I didn't hear about them before. Like for me, it was like, okay, uh, I, I can hear it's a nice music, but uh, why, why is it so important for everyone? <laughs> <laughs> And I still, today, I still, like, it's not like I, sometimes I hear, like, I listen to Beatles or, like, I still, like, I'm 
I have zero information about all these Beatles songs and why are they important to people in Europe or in outside Europe. But uh, <laughs> but 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 it, the same thing happened. Uh, I think with uh, Star Wars, uh, we we were in like I remember it was uh, the maybe it was the first week of school or the second week. One of the teacher asked if there is anyone who hasn't watched um, Star Wars and the, the, uh, it and it was only me and this Brazilian student who they said no we haven't watched Star Wars and for our teacher it was so like he couldn't believe that so he was like then how, how do you want to study video games like uh, <laughs> how do you how, because for him it was like the, obviously anyone who wants to like make movies or games or anything they have to watch Star Wars and today I still haven't watched Star Wars <laughs> so these things were a, a bit uh, I would say like uh, annoying because um, like for me not, not that they were annoying but the fact that I don't I have zero information about Star Wars or Beatles was didn't make it uh, easier for me to live there because it's like you are talking to your friends and they are all talking about this uh, song that they all had listened to when they were kids. Even if my uh, if one of them is Italian or one of them is like German, they 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 knew about this. Like for them, it was not strange. Like they they had this almost the same experience about this special song but for me it was like okay i have no idea what you are talking about <laughs> <laughs> and i don't know how, how how can i participate in this uh, like you know conversation how can i add anything to this like, did you just start so, busting out kind of obscure iranian pop songs of like how could you not have heard of this like what are you an idiot yeah, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> i sometimes like they would ask me to play some songs for them, but but it was for them it was also very strange. Like they couldn't really understand. Like why is it? Why, why would you, you uh, listen to this song? Exactly. But, uh, but I mean, yeah. like in all seriousness, though, like, I think that's I think that's really important because like games, especially like the <laughs> the people who have made games and have gone on to make games, they have. I'm not going to say a narrow band of influences, but because it's quite a broad, I think especially now there's a huge range of influences, but there is a kind of a kind of thread running through the middle of it of like certain things that you know, like for instance, like most games are derivations of Dungeons and Dragons. Like any kind of sword and sorcery game is a derivation of that. Like most MMOs, like Warcraft and Skyrim and stuff, and similarly, like films like Star Wars and Aliens and stuff, they are the bedrock of a lot of game design. You know, even stuff like Call of Duty is filled with kind of references and callbacks to uh, particularly aliens like oddly mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. so to have someone making games that doesn't have all that kind of cultural baggage i think allows for much more interest in kind of scope in games you know like for yeah. that, as you say like new ideas new ways of approaching things yeah exactly and yeah i remember working at the company in in amsterdam and then all my colleagues they, uh, they every day, every time that they understood that I haven't watched a movie, that they have, like they were so amazed that I haven't watched that movie. Like, 
I, I think there is a movie called Back to the Future, something like that. <laughs> you know, I, I, I literally had to bite my tongue there for a second because I realized I was going to be one of those people. Because uh, <laughs> I was like, what? what? You haven't seen it? Like, it's such yeah. a weird thing that's kind of ingrained and in me because it was so important to me for so, so much of my life. Yeah, after a few months, they they had this long list of movies that Mandy has to watch. Like they were like, okay, you have to start from this one and then watch this one. So yeah, it was. But still, it's it's really interesting. Like, man, Ready Player One is going to be just totally wasted on you. Like it's just because that's all it is. It's just references. I don't know why any of this is wrong. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, it it was a strange experience. I think for me. But but I think it was also nice, like to see that there are a lot of things that I have no idea. Like I, I haven't, and I probably have to. Like I, I don't want to be like, oh, I don't want to watch Star Wars. Or of course, if one day I, I I feel like really bored, I should watch it. But the thing is, there is always something more, something that I feel like more interesting to me than Star Wars. I don't know for some reasons. No, I'm sure. For, I'm sure. But like, but as you said, like you you don't feel it was that different to games. Like, were there any games that kind of had that same effect? Were people like, "What? You've never played that, or you've never played this?" That just some things that just never made it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there there are ga- games like that, but also I I never felt like okay, um, I have no idea what they are talking about or why do they think it's interesting or I, I all about games i always had some idea what they are like i haven't played final fantasy uh, but uh, but i could understand what they are talking about like i i could see that uh, what genre is that game in or so i had and also something about games that is interesting to me is that um, you know yeah when, when there is a music it, there, there are some words, and uh, so it's like um, if there, if we listen to this English music, the, the the poem is in English, so it's like you, I, I wouldn't have the same experience in listening to that music as what you had because you know a lot better. Your English is like you know a lot more English. Yeah, exactly. Words. Yeah. So, so it's totally a different experience. But I think what is interesting about games is that it has a more international language. Like I think uh, even if I don't understand the story of the game, still the mechanics of the game, it's understandable for me. So I almost understand what what, what is happening or like uh, how others are feeling when when they are playing this game. So I think that's what is in, a part of what is interesting for me about games is that. Uh, it's more international. It's like even if someone from Mars play <laughs> the, a game, like they probably understand, like you know, like they don't need to understand our language to play the game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a brief aside here to ask you a few uh, relatively quick fire questions. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, if you had to play a game uh, against death for your own mortal soul, what game are you best at? Um, it's really difficult, but uh, uh, I think that there is this uh, multiplayer game called Globes. 
it's a French game. It it was never really famous around the world, but I really I was really good at it, and I I th I, I think that was the game that I played more than any other game. I think that would be my choice. Um, and are you are you a, com a particularly competitive person? Have you ever been locked in a particularly memorable high score battle with anyone? Uh, yeah, I think because uh, yeah, I am. I think I am. When when I'm playing games, I'm also a bit competitive. And you know, when you grow up in Iran, football is really important to everyone here. Because I don't know why, like. But it's really important and it's a competitive sport. So we grew up being so competitive in like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's not, maybe I'm just, it's something that I just, I feel maybe it's wrong. But I think football had a big effect on me to be a bit competitive. And okay. even when I play games, I like FIFA or anything, I'm very competitive. And uh, if you are, if you are prone to such things, Marty, uh, what is your worst rage quit? Uh, uh, like you mean uh, which game I quitted? Like being angry? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like if you broke a controller or you like oh, kicked something uh, over. Or have you heard about this game called Getting Over It with Bennett Fadi? Of course, of course. Yes. So that was, I think that was my worst rage quit. <laughs> Did you do anything particularly destructive, or was it just no, shouting no, and swearing? I, and... I can uh, control myself, so I never like do. Uh, I don't do crazy stuff, but but it was. I was really frustrated. I think. <laughs> yeah, no, that is a particularly uh, particularly difficult game, and like completely sold on that idea as well. Like I had uh, Bennett was on the podcast like while that was in development. Um, and uh, I need to go back now and try and speak to him again about how how, how many lives he's maybe ruined with that game. <laughs> yeah, it's like sometimes uh, when when I'm bored with my friends, I I watch the people of like I I watch the video of people playing uh, <laughs> this game on YouTube. Like it's like all the rage quits that you, it's really interesting. There are a lot of videos about people getting angry. I'm not saying that I'm happy to see people angry, but it's kind of <laughs> funny to see. Well, it's, it's a shared grief, you know. It's like, okay, it's not just me. We all we all get this angry about this game. Yeah. Um, is there a game that you kind of, that's consumed your life to the point where you're like, oh, I need to uninstall this and delete this. This is taking over. Uh, I think no for me it never really happened I know some of my friends like, who play like Warcraft who this kind of happened to them but but there was this game uh, called Khan Wars Khan Wars I don't know how you pronounce it but uh, uh, that, that, that was like a web based game that uh, yeah for like few months I was really like waking up playing that game going to sleep before like after playing that game so but it was not more than a few months what is that how do you spell that i don't know what that game is uh, k k uh, uh, k h a n wars like in iran we would say khan wars but in english you don't have so i, I don't It'd know be khan wars well i'd say khan wars i don't know if anyone else yeah. like like genghis khan which is probably <laughs> a bad pronunciation as well um, I'm not sure because it was not uh, Iranian, so I'm not sure where was that game made. Yeah, yeah, but... yeah. Um, is there is there a game that you kind of 
you go back to or that has been kind of uh, a comfort to you at any point in your life like a like a chicken soup game or a warm blanket of a game for, for me i i think the game that's uh after all these years, sometimes I try to replay it is braid. Like for me, I, I just go and uh, I don't like uh, finish, like play the game, the, the whole game, but I just go there because I think it's a really interesting universe and I want to revisit it every few years. Yeah, no, it's an incredible game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so like uh, to go back to, to, to you for a second, like when, when you went to, to Amsterdam, had you already kind of, made Angari because I knew that you did that when you were very young and that's kind of in development for a while yes uh, so when I was 17 I made a very small prototype of that game and then I sent it some different places uh, like the, the prototype I sent it to there is this um, workshop at GDC called uh, Experimental Gameplay Workshop so I sent the game there and Jonathan Blow, the, the guy who made Braid, was also the, the person who was organizing that workshop. And he chose my game to, to sh- show it at GDC. But the bad news was that that year, uh, after a few years, they told me that that year, I was the only one who sent them something interesting. And, I, and they didn't want to just uh, have me show my game and then finish the workshop. It was like, for them, it was not uh, uh, enough content to, to just show my game. So they cancelled the whole oh, workshop. Oh, man. That's so bittersweet because it's like, <laughs> oh, one of my design heroes. Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, but, uh, but I'm the only one, so it's cancelled. Yeah, like, exactly. And, and then, um, but they didn't tell me that. Like, back then, they didn't tell me. They, they just told me, oh, this is cancelled. And, oh, no. and I was... Yeah, I was so disappointed. I was like, what? Like, after like eight years, for eight years, they had this workshop. And suddenly, when I send you something, you cancel the <laughs> And you tell me that it's interesting. Like, the day I received the email from Jonathan Blow, it was like amazing. At least I have the email address of like Jonathan Blow, which is... <laughs> But then they cancelled, and it was a bit disappointing. But even if they didn't cancel, I was not sure that because back then I was living in Iran, I was not sure if I could go actually go to San Francisco because it's so such a difficult process. There is no U.S. embassy in Iran, so if you want to go to the U.S., first you have to go to let's say Dubai or uh, Istanbul. You go there, uh, and then you. Because there are like U.S. embassies embassies in those cities, so you go there, you apply for the visa, then you go back to Iran, you wait for the embassy to decide if they want to give you a visa or not, and then if you get the visa, then again you have to go to Dubai, you get your visa, and then maybe it depends when is your flight, you can fly from Dubai or you have to come back again to Iran and then go. So it's such a that's crazy. Yeah, so it was like, okay, I'm sure, and imagine, like, they emailed me, like, three months before the, before GDC, so it was kind of obvious that even if they want to do this, there is no way I can make it, but it was also a part of it that I, like, for four years, I went to the US, to the Netherlands, it was helpful because the, the process of getting, of course, the first year they rejected my visa, but, uh, it, it became a bit easier for me to, and for like four, four years, I think I went to GDC, which was helpful, I think, for me to, to meet all these interesting people. 
And like, just very briefly for kind of context, like, can you explain like what Angari is if people aren't familiar with it? Uh, it's a game about geometry inspired by uh, Islamic art and uh, architecture. Uh, so uh, um, I think the reason it's interesting is that uh, uh, a lot of games that we uh, play, they are all about they, they are all about like a human and then uh, even if they are not about a human it's more you can see that there is at least like some animal or some someone in the game that is like jumping or I'm not saying that all the games are this no. but a lot of them are like you know there is someone in the game that they will you can jump you can uh, uh, walk or these are like the, the kind of mechanics that you are uh, dealing with but uh, so for, for me it was interesting to to be to, to do something more abstract to to forget about this uh, us being humans and uh, try more abstract ideas more mathematical ideas in a video game and I, I think that was kind of interesting and uh, also that is something that because in Islamic art a few hundred years ago, they, they were not allowed to draw living creatures. There, there was this rule that, uh, oh, you cannot draw humans or animals. You have So all these artists express their feelings through geometrical shapes. And I, I found it kind of interesting. But of course, I'm not, uh, I think everyone should draw whatever they like. So I don't think, I'm not saying that yeah. it's... Uh, uh, yeah, so what? I think that was a bad idea too, to not let the artists do what they want. But I think it was also a, a, a interesting restriction because I think the, those mathematical arts were kind of interesting and different. Yeah, one of the things I found most interesting in sort of a little bit of research I was doing is that you didn't, when you originally kind of came up with, with the, the game of Angari, you didn't make that immediate connection with the kind of um, Islamic art and the history of Islamic art that was kind of something you came to later which I think I find really interesting because it's clearly something that you know you would have been exposed to your whole life pretty much yeah exactly I exactly remember that I made the prototype and it was like totally not about Islamic art or anything and then uh, uh, then I after experimental gameplay workshop, I also sent it to this uh, conference at Tokyo Game Show called Sense of Wonder Night, which also is a little conference about showing these experimental ideas about video games. So every year they choose like eight or ten games that are a bit different from other games, and they show it at the Tokyo Game Show. Uh, back in 2010, I sent this little prototype that I had to sense of wonder night and they chose it so i went there i presented the game to these japanese game developers and then few websites wrote about the game one of them was gamma sutra and in gamma sutra they wrote that um mahdi is from iran maybe he doesn't see the connection but what he has made is very similar to the art in his hometown and i was like oh he's right like I, I couldn't see this, but uh, someone outside Iran could see the connections, and I was like, "Yeah, maybe that's the kind of game that I should make." This, exactly. like, the, yeah. And and so, like, because you did that when you were quite young, like, was that kind of um, 
was the development of that persistent throughout your whole kind of university? Because I know it only actually really officially released kind of late last year, wasn't it? Yes, true. Yeah, it was like uh, October 2017. But no, it like... I think it took me like seven years, but no, I for, I didn't work on it like full time seven years. It was like uh, I made like some other games during the time I made a game about a carpet, uh, uh, and then it was like uh, then some other projects, and then at some point I was like, oh, that was a really interesting idea. I want to finish that. So, and then when I came back to Iran after my studies in the Netherlands, then. Uh, then again, I started working on the game and I finished it. Uh, and I'm happy it's finally finished because I wanted to just just finish this. Just yeah, yeah. Like, okay. It's been and, with yeah, you a long time, you know? Yeah, exactly. And like, what prompted you to, um, was it always your, your plan to go back to Iran once you'd finished the, the degree? Like, were you not, uh, did you mm-hmm. not think about, I, I guess what I'm thinking is like, did you always have it in mind that you were going to go back to Iran and carry on like as an independent developer? Like, did you ever think about trying to get a job with a different studio somewhere else in the world? Or uh, yeah, so so it it was really a complicated decision for me. It was not really easy. Like, uh, it's you know, uh, almost everyone would expect me. Like all 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 my friends in Iran, all of my family they were expecting me to stay there and then and I stayed there like when I finished my studies I started working at a company in Amsterdam and it was a nice company and they were doing interesting projects but uh, at the same time I uh, you know I was doing programming for them so it it was not like I was uh, designing some games for them and and the company was more like making uh, installations for museums in the Netherlands, like the, this kind of uh, more educational pro, uh, installations for museums, for schools uh, in the Netherlands. And then I was like, I, it's nice to have a job, it's nice to pay the bills and you know save some money, but I really wanted to finish my game. And I thought like, going back to Iran would, because in Iran I have, a lot less str- stressful life than in in the Netherlands. In the Netherlands, every year I have to take care of my visa. I have to, I don't know, like it's like I have to really try uh, so hard about some stuff like uh, that. Normally, when you are in your hometown, you don't have to spend so much time on those aspects. Absolutely, yeah. So I was like, I had a decision to. I could stay in the Netherlands, have a normal job, and then uh, like do my stuff. Or uh, so I was at this point. I was like, if I want to finish my game, I have to go back and then just be focused one hundred percent on my game. And I, I think that was the decision that I took. And a lot of people are telling like every day they are asking me that, then telling me that no, you should have stayed. But I'm happy because. For me, uh, finishing my game was uh, more important than having, like, uh, of course, there are some stuff that in the Netherlands there were more, you know, uh, maybe the quality of life was better in the Netherlands. But uh, I I cared about finishing the game more than the quality of life, maybe. Absolutely. And, and, 
like as i mentioned earlier you know you're very much kind of uh, uh whether intended to or not you're kind of you're a, you're a poster child for kind of the iranian sort of games community or an ambassador at least like do you do you feel that like was there a sense of you going back to iran to just as, as to, to be an example i suppose and an inspiration for other people who wanted to in iran who wanted to make games uh, I, I think it was kind of like they, they uh, some uh, uh, universities or, or some places asked me to give talks about video games, about my work, which was really nice. And like this uh, Thursday, I'm also giving a talk about experimental games at uh, Svan universities, which is nice. Like they, they are really, um, there, there are people interested in these ideas and uh, and they are also interested in my work. So that's also, I, I think in a way, I feel more relevant. Like I, I can help uh, the community of game developers in Iran more. Than, like I don't think the community of uh, game developers in the Netherlands, like they really need me. Of course I would, like it would be nice to help also like be participate in those meetings also. Absolutely, but, yeah. uh, but I think here, yeah, I have, I can help more than what I could do in the Netherlands. And do you like? Do you notice that you know, like, in compared to when you were a kid to to now, like, do you feel like there are more people now pursuing game design? That games are more of a a cultural force, like in in the country, for instance. Uh, do do I feel if if here it's becoming more? Yeah, uh, if, if it's changed since when you were a kid, if there yes, is more of a community yes, because, in the yeah, I'm even hearing about universities trying to actually teach in games. Like they, the only problem they have is that they don't, they cannot find teachers who who teach them. But they are really trying to start a, a degree in games. So it's take they are taking it more serious because few years ago it was like three or four years ago you would never hear from any university in Iran, even they wouldn't know like if, if it's a real degree or not. But now everyone is uh, taking it more serious and there are competitions, like we have uh, native competitions for games, uh, like for game festivals and stuff. So it's, it's an interesting time to, I think, to be here. Yeah, it's amazing. And like, it's, I mean, aside obviously from all the, the the trump ridiculousness <laughs> and the travel bans etc like it seems from from my point of view at least it seems like iran as a country seems to be kind of moving in a more positive direction than it has been over the past sort of like 20 or 30 years like culturally yes, and socially like it seems yeah, much more I open. Think they're becoming more uh, open-minded about all these things like now technology is not just some uh, <laughs> bad thing that the West wants us to use or no, everyone is seeing the value of having these technological ideas or uh, stuff. Absolutely. And, and what about your, your your parents? Like, are they are they pleased with how, how things have worked out for you? I mean, dad must be thrilled in a, from a you know, programmer's point of view. Yeah, I, I, they are also... Um, seeing that and they are also very happy that i'm doing this stuff but uh, yeah I, um, and also they are happy that i could finally sell my game which was nice <laughs> and just to kind of bring us up to date with the kind of things that you're doing you said you're working on a new game now like are there uh, 
other games from the last sort of three or four years that kind of stick out for you as being particularly uh, inspiring in terms of like how you view games and what you think they can do? Mm, uh, I think the 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 beginner's guide. Uh, I don't know. Have you played it? The the. the I do know the beginner's who... guide. Yeah. Yes, the one half so. of the Stanley Parable that isn't William, and I always forget his name. Davy, Davy Reardon. Davy, yes, Davy made it, and then yeah, I think for me, it was really interesting. The witness also was really interesting. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, I think there were some games I'm not really exactly remember. I can't remember them, but I'm sure I wrote them down. Some of them, but. Uh, no, not, not not any recent ones that I haven't. Like the the only one is like the witness, and I think the beginners. Yeah. But I really also like um, getting over it with Bennett Fadi. I think uh, yeah, it's it's really interesting. It is, it is like, and it's such a fascinating game. Like the whole like we joke about people like screaming and getting frustrated, but that is, it's so baked into the idea of the game. You know, that is what you know that's what the title is about it's about kind of dealing yes. with this profound loss that you get from careening yes. up a mountain and then falling all the way back down again um, yes and also the stuff that he says during the game right? I exactly find it yeah funny and interesting um I, like i feel like we've covered all sorts of good stuff but is there is there anything that we kind of that hasn't come up that you wanted to mention for for any reason uh no, not really. I, I can't remember anything. But uh, but I'm I'm I wanted to say I'm sorry for my English. I think I speak a bit slow. So I hope oh god, it's not no, your English is amazing. <laughs> uh, no, do not apologize for that at all. Like it's it's honestly brilliant. Um, all, but before we finish up, though, like let people know um, where they can find you online if they like to, and, and where they can find your games if they're interested in those as well. Uh, so I'm on Twitter. Uh, my username is Bahrami, uh, and then uh, I'm also, uh, the, my games are on Steam. Like I only have one game on Steam. It's called Engare. E N G A R E. So that's it. And so what you mentioned, like I think before we started recording, we were talking about your your next project. So you're kind of in the midst of thinking about what you're going to do next right now, yeah? Yes, and uh, I'm trying different ideas, and uh, I have something that is uh, very geometrical, and I'm experimenting some ideas with it. Uh, I think it, I will not make Angara 2.0, but it's it's about geometry still. I, this time I'm trying to make a 3D game. I will see if I'm good at it or not. <laughs> is it is it fun? Are you enjoying it? Like, is it kind of that exciting new 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 uh, new idea time yeah I, I think it's i'm good at like the first year of making games this like it's like when you're when you're experimenting i'm I, i'm really good at that but when it's like trying to make a game now uh, making sure that it works on an ipad making sure that it doesn't uh, crash on the computers or that part I'm really bad and it takes a lot of time like make the menu make the options I, I don't know it's it's so f a bit frustrating but it's too much like real work yeah exactly <laughs> um well this has been super fun um I, I really thoroughly enjoyed that was that okay for you 
it was really nice talking to you. Uh, also, it was good for me to practice some English after like, like it was a long time that I didn't speak English so long. So that was helpful for me. Good. So I'm glad I could help. <laughs>